0: welcome to the gum guru podcast thank you so much for joining us i'm jason kong here with dr macon singletary and the subject of this episode is tooth sensitivity you have sensitive teeth and i think this is something that uh dr singletary well first how are you doing dr singletary what's new in your world better than i deserve and uh, grandbabies. <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations to you and the whole family i know it's an exciting time for you all uh, as I anxiously got into we we're talking about tooth sensitivity and I, I think this is something that we can all identify with on some degree but let's start with the basics. what, what causes tooth sensitivity?
1: Well you know, that's <clears throat> it, it can be multifactorial but if you start with the tooth and where what's attached to the tooth sits in a socket in between the bone, in the root of the tooth, there are capillaries and nerve fibers, so you got a source of sensation already around the teeth. And just as an aside, I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but with a normal uh, set of teeth, you take take out the wisdom teeth, you have t- twenty eight teeth, thirty two with wisdom teeth. The surface area exposure to the cardiovascular system is the size of your hand, so that's the capillaries around it. But then, in, in those capillaries, are nerve fibers. So sensitivity can <clears throat> be the result of chewing, clenching, grinding, pressure on the tooth more than normal, and it gets transmitted to the neck of the tooth. That's one source. Um, another source is over time, now, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, orthodontists do a great job, but you know, when your teeth are jumbled up and you have the big tooth, small jaw syndrome, and they line the teeth out the way they should be, uh, it's rare it's in the middle of the bony housing. And most of the time, orthodont therapy is done in people who are, pretty, are not susceptible to gum disease. If you remember, there are four kinds of patients that I see. Good teeth, good gums. I rarely see them because maybe for gum grafts or implants. Soft teeth, good gums, they're susceptible to decay. Bad gums, good teeth, see them all the time, unless they fire me and I'm the right arm of the dentist, but you know, they see them all the time. And the bless your heart group is your soft teeth, Bad gum group. You don't want to be in that group. But within that framework of the tooth sending gum tissue bone and the gum attaches around the neck of the tooth, there's three millimeters of gum attachment that protects the bone. And that space between the tooth and the gum, that the gum sort of overlaps the tooth, is three millimeters. And over time, tooth pressure abrasion, food abrasion, clenching and grinding, if the attachment is thin the biotype around the neck of the tooth is thin you get the gum recedes, it detaches and there may not be bone there so the, the three things i look at when I, somebody comes in they say i have recession i have sensitive teeth you know the character of the gum is it thick or thin if it's thin and there's a prominent root and no bone and generally it's post-ortho the tooth is out of the bony housing and so over time you get what we call passive eruption And the gum recedes. Active eruption is when the tooth comes into the mouth, you know, the baby tooth is there, the adult tooth is a bud, and it develops and pushes the baby tooth out. And it's sort of timed perfectly. As soon as the root's formed, it's hitting the upper tooth, that active eruption stops. Then passive eruption occurs the rest of your life. And it's predicated upon the position of the tooth, clenching habits. Um, It can be medication you take, you know, things that you experience day in, day out. And if it's thin gum, prominent root, no bone, you're going to have recession. Well, the enamel on the crown is pretty thick. It covers dentin. The cementum on the root is real thin. So cementum covers the dentin on the root. Well, cementum goes off with a couple of brushes of your toothbrush. Well, there's dentin. And dentin has little tubules in it that have nerve fibers in it. And those nerve fibers sense osmotic pressure changes, hot and cold, sweets, And that's where the sensitivity inside the tooth comes from, those tubules being exposed. And so, you know, somebody says, well, I got sensitive teeth. And I get a lot of uh, second opinions or people that come in and they have sensitivity and they want to do gum grafts. And when I'm looking at whether a graft needs to be done or not, I'm looking at the character of the tissue. If it's thin and a prominent root and no bone, then maybe a graft can be done. But... I always tell patients that sensitivity may not go away with covering the root with gum tissue. <clears throat> you, the only way, the really way to do it at home is fluoride. You know, um, the fluoride in your toothpaste, there's three levels of defective fluoride. Level one's toothpaste. It leaches in, leaches out. Level two is fluoride, as varnish. It's sort of cool technology. You coat it on, it cures into the enamel and the dentin. Level three is fluoride paste in trays. But that root being exposed, it, the fluoride plugs up those tubules. And so that contraction and expansion of fluid in the tubules stops. And so that sensitivity to the nerve goes away. So the, so recession from tooth pressure abrasion, just wear and tear over time. You can have healthy gum tissue. I mean... There's dystrophic gum disease and non-dystrophic, inflammatory, non-inflammatory. And you can have long teeth and have healthy gums. It's just you had the big two small jaw
0: syndrome. And when it comes to sensitivity, a lot of times we see different products marketed towards sensitivity. Do those help at all, or is this really something that a professional needs to give you a professional diagnosis for?
1: If you have sensitive teeth, yeah, you should consult your dentist or paradigm or dental professional that can sort of give you an idea now there's there's sensitivity like the hot and cold and it goes away pretty quick the over counter fluoride any ada approved toothpaste has the appropriate amount of fluoride in it and that you can get over the counter there's you know i won't name products but you can look at the toothpaste i mean there's several lines out there and some people think some toothpaste work better than others and Um, Sodium fluoride, high concentration, sodium fluoride toothpaste, stannous fluoride, sodium nitrate. uh, But they all affect people differently. One toothpaste may work for you, but it won't work for me. So go out, look at the label, pick that toothpaste that you think might, it says for sensitive teeth and see if it works. But, yeah, ask your dental professional. There can be, as I said, there's the uh, at-home treatment. Then there's in-office treatment. And things can be done in office to coat the root surface and help with that sensitivity if it's extreme sensitivity. And if there is um, significant recession and there is propensity for more recession, you know, gum grafting may be a factor, too, to help. But it's not necessarily going to be the answer to the problem. I always look at, will there be further recession if we don't do anything? And I address that. And I'll address the other issues, too. But, yeah, it's, there's... um in-office treatment that can be done. And, you know, there are different levels of therapy that can be done for sensitive teeth, but it can be aggravating. Um, Another factor, which I just mentioned, is when an dental exam is done, that the teeth, enamel of the teeth, when it's being developed, they get developmental crazes, and they can cause sensitivity. And that can be significant if it's not pursued You, the dentist may look at that and say, "You know, this this could be a problem. This can turn into a crack." And to do a crown or do whatever is appropriate to eliminate that craze line is is an in office procedure that will help. And in my case, that craze line that which was not a crack, it was getting to be one. Put a crown on it, and I can eat on it now. But before, yeah, I woke up. I clenched during my sleep. I have a a mandible advancement device, and I, I think I clenched real hard, and I woke up the next day, I'm going, this is not normal. And um, it did not go away, and, um, and I couldn't bite on it normally. And so I diagnose this all the time. The question I had was, is it really cracked? And, um, but it was just a craze line. And putting a crown on it, I'm fine. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, there are varying degrees of it. But if it's something that's specific on one tooth, yeah, get in and see your dentist because it could be a structural problem. It doesn't necessarily mean that the
0: root's exposed. It could be something else going on. You gave us a few examples there with the the craze line eventually developing into a crack. And when it comes to having sensitive teeth, if this is something that we – maybe put off or just try to power through, thinking that it'll eventually go away. Uh, what are some of the consequences here? You know, if we do have a whole lot of recession, what, what are we looking at long-term if if this is not addressed?
1: So you do have to be concerned with <clears throat> dentin being softer than the enamel and can decay easier. So there can be softened tooth structure that's starting to deteriorate or decay. Decay is caused by you know, bacteria, bacteria, There's several levels of bacterial growth. The ones that cause gum disease don't necessarily produce an acid that cause decay. It's a different thing. The earlier bacterial growth are little round cells, and they're called strep mutans, and they produce an acid that decalcifies the tooth and also can stimulate dentin. So brushing the plaque off, number one, if you get good at it, may make the sensitivity go away. Number two, if there are nooks and crannies that you can't get to, and the plaque continues to build up and you notice that sensitivity, it does cause decay and decalcify the tooth and there the bacteria is starting to get into those little tubules and, and eventually gets into the nerve and that's not good. Then that, that's the root canal thing. So um, you know, having that evaluated to see if there is decay, you know, and addressing that, but um, you know, Physically removing it, you know, make sure there's not decay there. The way your teeth fit together, clenching and grinding can be a factor. You know, do you have sleep apnea? Because sleep apnea, people who have sleep apnea will clench subconsciously to open the airway. That can cause the teeth to be sensitive. So it's, um, again, if, if you've got sensitivity, you know, there's a reason for it. And to have somebody look at it and say, okay, this is what's going on. And you can always get a second opinion because sometimes sensitivity can be nebulous. It's sort of like temporal mandibular joint issues. You know, um, <clears throat> it can get sort of crazy. But you know, sensitivity is sort of the same way. And it may be as simple as um, the habit change. Um, could be identifying there's, there's you know, a clenching issue. You know, a night guard needs to be made. It could be as simple as changing the toothpaste or to a, a more potent toothpaste.
0: You've mentioned in previous programs your uh, your golf bag of uh, tools and clubs that you can use to uh, help treat your patients. I imagine with something like sensitivity that can have a, a number of different causes, that that really comes in handy for you, where you can find uh, find out that cause and find a, a, a treatment option that fits best for the patient.
1: Exactly, and and there are different clubs you know, that you can pull out. You know the 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 certain toothpaste you know, there are some that I recommend uh, there's prescription and then there's you know looking at the you know the uh, a adjustment club where you do a limited bite adjustment sometimes if some one tooth being banged on and you can adjust the bite so there yes there are different clubs that can be pulled out and used and a matter of pulling out the right one at the right time and some people come in and say just take the tooth out you know. <laughs> and you know, I always tell them unless I see something really that's infected. And I'm saying, let's try this because we aren't like sharks. We don't have another row that crops up afterwards.
0: (laughs) If only we did. Well, tooth sensitivity is something for those who experience it. It it can be quite uncomfortable and something that can be a bit unrelenting. So what are our action steps for those who this is an issue for?
1: Being aware of what you may think is causing the sensitivity. And 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 then just make sure you get good advice from your dentist. And
0: if he says one thing, and you're thinking, well, well always
1: get a second opinion.
0: Yeah. yeah, it can never hurt, and that applies uh, certainly to our health, but it can extend to other areas as well. Well, We are out of time for today. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to The Gum Guru with Dr. Macon Singletary. If you want to know more about how to keep your mouth healthy and your smile bright or need an appointment with Dr. Singletary, check out their website at NorthRaleighPerio.com. If you have other questions you'd like to have answered on The Gum Guru podcast, send them to contact at NorthRaleighPerio.com.